0: By for action. Greenhill, I am on a battle station. Anything can happen in the next hour. Friday. It's eleven o'clock, and it's time for the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show
1: with your host,
0: Armish.
2: Squirrel Rock Show's demise have been greatly exaggerated. Admittedly, I purported it. However, I shall explain for those of you who did not see my posts on social media last Sunday. Since the age of seven, and hearing Slade on Ed Stupot, Stewart's Radio 1 show, Junior Choice, and seeing The Beatles' A Hard Day's Night Film, I've been hooked on music. From buying LPs, playing in bands, being a roadie, selling records, and now playing them, it's part of who I thought I was. I'll get up in the morning and be genuinely excited on what new music... I would be discovering that day that enthusiasm seems to have left me and over last weekend I just couldn't think of any material to play on this evening's show more often than not uh, I'd have a few ideas for songs to play days before I need to play them sometimes they might be a hangover from the previous episode but there would be always something I find doing a paranoid squirrel fairly easy the show pretty much writes themselves you know I hear a song i'll give you my considered opinion and then i'll play it go to a gig report on said gig and play tune from the bands i have seen but as i said i couldn't think of anything so i seriously thought of hanging up my bloodlight skull candy headphones i didn't want to slog on just for the sake of it churning out a mediocre show just you know doing the bands i play a disservice and not enjoying it so i wrote as much of course the recent death of my sister played a part. As you know, I wandered down the what is the point of it all path grief is a funny bugger strips you of your motivation i got some nice messages and phone calls that basically said take as much time off as you need and come back full of gusto pilly former head honcho of sonically speaking and the devil's jukebox said that gusto was a swedish band much like the helicopters mixed radio birdman at a nomads gig it's a lying bastard as even though they're swedish they're actually a reggae band from gothenburg yes i googled them Coupled with The Professor and The Madman thanking me for my kind words regarding their electroconvulsive therapy single with news of an even newer album which could lead to some UK dates, my first reaction was if I don't do this week's radio show, how are people going to find out about this? So I now have, you know, the basis of a show. The first track you heard before I started rambling was Ginger Wildheart and Motivate from the Infernal Records No Cross Left Unturned Sampler CD. Right, on to new stuff. Andy McCoy. Hanai Rocks' Keith Richards to Michael Munro's Mick Jagger, otherwise known as the Muddy Twins. Now, long-time listeners already know that I keep you all up to date with what Michael Munro and his trusty cohorts are up to studio and gig-wise, mainly because something is always a foot in said band. Andy McCoy on and the poor, seems to be very sporadic when it comes to activity. His last release was just before Christmas with hymns Vili Velo and the aptly titled song. Before that, it was the uh, was it 2012 self-titled album that, from uh, Grease Helmet, a band that included former members of Amorphis and Immoral. And before that, it was the extremely short-lived The Real McCoy band in 2009 with Foo Fighters' Chris Shiflett. That only lasted three gigs before Chris made a hasty exit. Well, it looks like Mr. McCoy has a new solo album in the can. As last Friday, the first track to be taken from it in the shape and form of The Way I Feel was released as a single. (laughs) A guitarist who Andy McCoy reminds me of is Chris Stein. Whilst Narcissus Suicide and Frank Infante in Hanoi Rocks and Blondie respectively powered away with bar chords, McCoy and Stein fill in the blanks with almost Spanish guitar fretwork looks effortless but once you realize what they're doing it makes you appreciate them in a completely different light fire up youtube and you'll see what i mean blondie coincidentally have just released a new album called pollinator which is more of a rock album than its predecessor ghosts of download uh, which had a more electronic slant to it this time around the band have bought in outside writers only three of the 12 involved stein or harry not desmond child type hitmakers but the likes of johnny Marr on my monster and even charlie xcx with tonight that sees debbie in a duet with laurie anderson however the track i'm going to play is uh, one that's been penned by debbie harry and chris stein with backing vocals from joan jett this is doom or destiny
1: clear as a bell
2: block when trying to recall a band name this is happening with me at with a band called killer hearts they're on the latest classic rock cover mount cd apart from writing it down which i have done so i didn't leave you with a large pause while i try and fail to remember it i have to use word association i'm being serious the two alternative words well the first one isn't is killer clowns the only way i can recall the band name in conversation which thankfully isn't that often, is to think Killer Clowns. Yeah, I know, I need help. Killer Hearts hail from Houston, Texas, and have been going since 2015, according to their Facebook page, and feature former members of Electric Frankenstein, Texas Terry and the Stiff Ones, Down and Dirties, and The Wrong Ones. So, lots of boxes ticked just on band personnel alone. As far as I can ascertain, the band have only released the 24-7 action Five track EP that came out on my birthday last year, and that was the 26th of November. Hopefully, more will follow. That's birthdays and musical releases. So, from said EP and classic rock cover mount CD, here are The Killer Hearts and Born a Rocker. up last Saturday, issue one of the new, well well, it would be if it was issue one, um, Planet Rock magazine, mainly because on the front was the Motorhead Snaggletooth war Ball emblem Uh, when I found out that Planet Rock were going to publish a magazine, I did question their timing, Classic Rock Metal Hammer and Prog at the end of last year looked like they were history with parent company Team Rock going to the wall as you know, fortunately Future Publishing, their former home bought them back, Krang are having troubles of their own have been bought by Mixmag and is uh, imminently going to go monthly, so is there room for another rock mag? To be honest, as much as I enjoyed the files, Eddie Clark, Joe, Elliot interviews, the magazine just seemed to be an extension of classic rock. I mean, you can change the typeface and have a different layout, but it's still reporting the same rock news. It's like Sky News, RT and um, Al Jazeera, all reporting what's happening in the world. It's just the same news, just from three different perspectives. When Raw magazine came out back in 1988, it was a seismic shift in rock journalism. If it hadn't been for buyouts and mergers, Raw probably would have seen off Krang as a serious rival. Will I buy the next issue? Depends on who's on the cover. <laughs>
1: This that they must be the same What is legal choose what's real What I give given to understand It's exactly what I...
2: that was a magazine and shot by both sides as you know i have a 16 year old daughter now she likes harry styles tickets for his Ham smith odin gig went on pre-sale a couple of thursdays ago and having a code because my daughter had pre-ordered his debut self-titled album at the requisite time i pasted in said code in said box and lo and behold in the time it takes you to say bullshit All the pre-sales were gone. So the next day, when the general tickets went on sale, we had the PC, laptop, two phone apps and an iBook all on the go. I was tasked with trying to secure Sunday tickets via Ticketmaster whilst Becca's remit was Monday through the Hammersmith box office. Whilst we were sweating conkers, it came to light that my PC was about four seconds ahead of Becca's iBook, which only added to the excitement. Sorry, I mean stress, which was heightened as she got through with me forgetting my password to the Hammersmith site. Trying to set up a new account, failing as the email address was being used, was already registered, so we had to click the forgotten email link, all whilst the clock was informing us how long we had got before the tickets are released to somebody else, and it's getting closer to zero. Obviously, success was had with much high-fiving. Some of you might be wondering why I'm encouraging my daughter in her Harry Styles quest. Well... She's showing an interest in music and as much as one direction were a manufactured boy Brown, they inadvertently became a gateway band mrs a was perusing her floyd lps the other day when becca strolled in pointed at dark side of the moon and said that's harry styles favorite floyd album which led to the discussion that animals is far better in our opinion and mr Styles has been spotted in a rush t-shirt sadly though she didn't buy it when we saw Five Seconds of Summer at Wembley with the bassist wearing a discharge T-shirt. Even if I did leave, hear nothing, see nothing, say nothing for her to find out, well, there's still time. Come to think of it. she's nicked my Wild Hearts Lonsdale style hoodie, my CJ and Satellites 13 and Reckless Love T-shirts. If only she'd nab my damned 5th anniversary T-shirt that no amount of dieting will ever see me in again.
1: She walked away through a cheap pack of cigarettes, hard liquor mixed with a bit of intellect. And all the boys, they were saying they were into it. Such a pretty face on a pretty neck, she's so driving me crazy. But I'm into it, but I'm into it, I'm kind of into it. It's getting lazy. I think I'm losing it, I think I'm losing it.
2: Play some Harry Styles. That was Kiwi from his debut solo album. Obviously. I've heard the album quite a few times over the last week, and if I'm being honest, to my ancient ears, it's not too bad. It doesn't stick to one style of music, no pun intended, with a couple of tracks that wouldn't have been out of place on Lennon's Walls and Bridges or Mind Game albums. Long-time listeners are well aware that since A Boy Named Goo, the Goo Goo Dolls have been a constant source of disappointment to me. The more John took over vocal duties from Robbie, the less I enjoyed them. I don't bear them any ill will... I just miss the kind of music that they produce on their first five albums. I have, though, always bought their new releases in the vain hope that they will return to the days of your Step Forward, the You Should Be Happy five-track EP, which came out today. And I am, well, sort of, with 30,000 feet, and this one, Tattered Edge. five ain't bad unfortunately the new Danzig album black laden crown features zero tracks out of nine that to me aren't any good a couple of weeks ago i played devil on highway nine and said that i thought that the vocal mix was below par that is reflected throughout the whole album but it isn't the problem as you get used to it the problem is that none of the songs are memorable the music is fine but once again it's glenn's vocals they're just one dimensional it's almost like he's reading the lyrics off a sheet of A4 paper having said that it could be just me so in the spirit of fair play here's Last Ride for your consideration <laughs>
0: The glazing eyes are full of flies And then there's nothing
1: till the sunlight rise How when you woke that bill of night And you're too numb
0: to realize That you're going out on your last ride
2: Camden Rocks is only a couple of weeks away. And even though the official stage times haven't been published yet, I think tomorrow's the day, reports of clashing gigs are abound. The first casualty are the main grains, who are on at Dingles at 5 o'clock, and Lupus D, who are at the Dublin Castle at exactly the same time. With the professionals, who will be joined by Three Colours Red, taking the place of Ray McVeigh at 6 o'clock at the Electric Ballroom, even if the distance between the two venues to the ballroom are exactly the same point two, mile, two miles or a few, 4 minute walk, yeah I google map them, uh, Lupus D who support the Rev, Toshi and Gene Clark will be acquiring my patronage as I've not seen them live yet <laughs> you just heard lupus d and into the fire got an album the other day from a band called bulletproof who i was led to believe were a punk band from china a punk band from china i thought no doubt the song titles will be along the lines of tenement square or "Mao's red book all played very fast with a vocalist who was very cross with someone when the first track came on i couldn't have been more wrong the vocals sound like they're sung by a british or american expat musically sounded more like scar green day not normally my cup of tea as i can only handle a few tracks in a row of that genre but it turns out that bulletproof even though technically chinese are actually a filipino three-piece punk ska band formed in hong kong their debut album nostalgia was released last month which you can purchase from their Bandcamp site for 10 us dollars first track is called propaganda is one of the only non-scar tracks on the album sounds a lot like this Tuesday, I popped up to Lexington to see the Doctors of Madness at the start of their first tour in something like 40 years. Only two original members from back in the day are in the current 2017 version. That'll be Richard Kidd Strange, who was Dave Vanian's best man at his first wedding, and guitarist. Violinist Urban Blitz who are joined by Susumu and Mackie from the band Sister Paul I apologise for the bad pronunciation Dave Vanian actually joined the band in 1978 and contributed to the Don't Panic England track that appeared as a bonus song on the CD reissue of Sons of Survival Richard Strange also joined the damned for one day when Vanian didn't turn up which you can hear all about on episode 471 the Doctors of Madness, the songs, the look, were the bridge between Bowie and punk before punk was a thing. But as Richard says himself, after the Sex Pistols supported them, he knew the Doctors' days were numbered. Listening to the album some 40-odd years later, I put money on the fact it was Vanian who wanted violence on Anti-Pope, and if I didn't know any better, I would have said it was Urban Bits fiddling away. If the Doctors of Madness had been two years either way, they might have been massive. It was a really great gig, Almost virgin on the return of a conquering hero. Every word, every note was lapped up and relished. If you get the chance to see them live, take it. From Figment of Emancipation, the band's second album released in 1976, this is Suicide City.
1: Giants with the night air of summer turning cold on When we took to the highways And our feet were so humbled It felt like treading on gold. And the talk turned to gangsters And mobsters and And the team kept commander The space Looked so Up and look sickly. We held on so tightly for the sake of our friend, and the talk turned to Paris, it's always back to Paris, and outlaws, in laws, and the way seems and ugly as the game.
2: Sentence was Andy Pearson from the very excellent Fear and Loathing fanzine, who, before we went up into the venue, told me that Dave Burke was now the former drummer of Johnny Moped. I knew he hadn't played a recent date in Norway, but put it down to him being unavailable due to work commitments. Hence, case drummer Martin Parrott-Debbing for him. It seems, though, since the mopeds are going through a deserved renaissance with gig offers booked all over Europe and even Japan... Dave just can't do them all and instead of folding the bandit he's handed his sticks over it's funny at the top of the show I contemplated knocking this on the head but I just can't let go but I never thought I'd see no Burks in Johnny Moped another Johnny in the form of Hayward who left Uber Rock last August says he hasn't missed it one bit again this has me thinking that perhaps I could just be a punter until next week take it easy